Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. I always love it when Mr. Barker says acclaimed yet controversial. That always cracks me up. Hey, uh, welcome here. Thank you for joining me today. I'm honored that you would invite me into your home, into your smartphone, into your automobile, into your office, uh, onto your boat. Uh, a lot of a lot of different places people are listening to the collision of faith and politics with the ninja pastor. Hey, welcome to those who want to join us in chat. Uh, it's late getting opened today, and I apologize for that. I normally have it open. Hold on, let me take a drink of this. <sighs> Go on without me. I'd like to thank the Academy. I was acting just then. No, I was pretending like I was really super thirsty, but I'm not really super thirsty. I just wanted to drink. Okay, so last minute, last minute, literally... I don't know, four minutes ago, uh, Drago got a hold of me and let me know that he has to cancel and postpone till uh, next week because some flights were delayed and uh, they thought he'd be on the ground and thought he'd this and thought he'd that. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. So he's going to be on next week. So I'm going to tell you that right up front. So if you were tuning in only to listen to Drago, you are out of luck. He will not be on today. He will be on next Monday. Uh, so he sends his regrets and, and his regard. So uh, I know this is going to shock you. I have probably more than three or four hours worth of material to do. And so as a result, uh, that probably saves us uh, saves a little bit of time. But So uh, what we're going to talk about next Monday, I'll just tell you what we're going to talk about next Monday. And actually, we're going to have one of the doctors on uh, with him. Now, we're, we're going to talk next Monday at 4. You're going to learn all about the acronyms TBI and PTSD. Now, I have a uh, pretty serious traumatic brain injury, and uh, PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, so uh, what we're going to talk about is the, the relationship to our heroic military veterans. What's the real situation? How did it get this way? And, and what is your role? Now, I'm talking about you. What is your role? and responsibility in helping with the TBIs and the PTSD coming back from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and really all around the world. And so our good friend of the show, great American Drago, uh, just truly an amazing story. And he, he, he never, ever, ever uh, tells the story because he'd rather be known as a great American rather than a great Navy SEAL. 
He just retired not that long ago and uh, revered in the SEAL community, feared in the SEAL community. Actually, he's a tough guy. Uh, but now he is working in a very special, special uh, place, working with the veterans at a brain injury uh, hospital. And uh, they deal with uh, TBI and uh, PTSD. So he's going to actually be on with a doctor uh, next week. So we're going to today we're also going to talk about the frog and scorpion dilemma. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but we're going to talk about that as well. Why this would matter to you and, and what to do about it. And now that we have extra time, we're also going to talk about the recent riots and the unrest surrounding Donald Trump campaign events. Who's really to blame? Who Who is really to blame and, and why it should matter to you, no matter who you're voting for? No matter who. Because I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter uh, who you're voting for. It should matter to you, this what's going on. And I'm going to reveal to you who's really behind it. That being said, uh-oh, just lost me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, it may be folks, a lot of folks that are listening with the iPhone are, are telling me that they're having some problems. So uh, I, I appreciate it um, very much if you just reboot and give her another try because it's uh, a bunch of folks here in the chat. You all ought to join that. It's a lot of fun. So if you're at a home computer or on your laptop or whatever, um, you know, jump on there. It's fun. It's very lively. So who's really to blame for the recent riots uh, and unrest surrounding Donald Trump? And now, actually, uh, not just Trump, uh, but also the um, the Ted Cruz campaign. Just They had some protesters. There's actually, I posted on Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. Um, I just deleted 111 people last night. And we have um, 4,997, so there's three slots open. And uh, so I really, um, you know, if you're not a friend of mine on, on Facebook, click on there. And if, if they're filled up by the time you click on, then certainly go right ahead and um, do, the old, uh, do the old follow. Also, Twitter, um, theninjapastor.com. Go over to the Ninja Pastor. Oh, I'm sorry, at the Ninja Pastor. Go to the Ninja Pastor. Dot com. Oh, good. We got it all worked out. Um, TheNinjaPastor.com, and you will be able to follow me there uh, as well. There's a subscribe thing. Now, let me say this. If you want to subscribe to our mailing list, we don't share our list. First of all, I don't know how to do that. Second of all, uh, nobody at all, nobody at all has access to this list uh, except for me and the awesome web lady from Truvine Web Creation. So um, that being what it is. We won't share it with anyone. So we're going to talk about the recent riots and unrest surrounding Donald Trump and now and now Ted Cruz. Why it should matter to you, who's really to blame, and it doesn't matter who you're voting for. It should still matter to you and how to deal with this scourge. Um, we're going to talk about yesterday's message. I got a lot of feedback. I was very, very surprised at the feedback I got on yesterday's message. I did a Sean talk uh, Sundays with Dr. Sean, what to do when you just don't know what to do. And I know some of the people in chat actually listened to that. And uh, the feedback that I got from that was was pretty amazing. So I'm kind of going to talk about that a little bit, uh, if we can get to it at the end. Um, I also want to send out uh, to a guy I was privileged to meet. I was privileged to protect his wife. Uh, but he is, he is an awesome dude. Todd Palin uh, has been very seriously injured. I'm told now... Uh, 
it's uh let's see here let's see if i've got a recent message on it from someone in his family that said that he is going to make it most likely uh but that he is he is in a lot a lot of pain and he has some pretty serious injuries so all that said to say this that the guy's a good guy and anybody that's ever met him and spent any time with him uh super good guy really really good guy todd is very humble very quiet and and i'm telling you he's a tough guy he is a super super tough guy and uh, so if anybody can make it from this uh, very serious um, snow machine. See, in Alaska, they don't call them snowmobiles. They call them snow machines. And so he was in a very serious snow machine accident. And uh, he's a he's a professional racer. I mean, he's a sponsored racer. A very successful racer, I might add. And, and one of the races that he races in um, is uh, 2,000 miles. I mean, folks, 2,000 miles across Alaska, that's... That's unreal. Ten miles across Alaska is difficult. Two thousand is amazing. All right, uh, I I want to touch on something really quickly that has been building. Of a lot of people uh, who follow, uh, kind of follow what I do, and and I have to say, uh, let's see here, we got somebody get out of here. Go there. So first connect to join the I got a note here from somebody. I don't know what that note is, but it's somebody regarding the post about. Uh, the VA um, sounds kind of crazy, but uh, anyway, I do get crazy stuff. People, people really, really, um, they really, really are they some crazy, crazy, crazy business. But there's a trend around the country that I want to address, and it's important, and we're going to address it today. Um, it's very, very important to address this because I think if we don't. We keep on rolling along, and um, ultimately, what ends up happening is is we really find ourselves in quite a quite a pickle. Look, there's a lot of disinformation out there. There's a lot of people on the left and the right that are participating in this. And I I spoke about this last week about clickbait. You guys remember when I talked about that clickbait? And so there's people quoting other people who are quoting twelve other people, and and the problem is is there's so much falsehood that's shared, and they really don't care that it's not true. See, this is the warfare. They don't care that it's not true. What they care is the impact. They want the impact to be significant. So what they do is they just say that thing. They put it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, and then what happens is, is is millions of people read it, and they don't pay attention. They might not even read the article. I've had people comment uh, vigorously on the ninjapastor.com in the blog section. And they don't even, uh, <laughs> Steve in Ohio, can I use clickbait to catch walleye? Good question. Good question. I bet you can. Um, I've had a lot of people make comments and, and, uh, through social media and different things. And I, and I know right away that they haven't, they haven't read the article, but they, they respond to the title. They assume what it means. And what happens is there's a big fight going on. You say, look, dude, you need to read the article. You need to read the article. You need to watch the video. You need to listen to the, to the you know the sound, the you know the recording, and you've got to do that. It's, it's so important that you do it because here and I'll tell you why. Because half the time, what's the title doesn't even. I try to make my titles interesting. I don't try to. I I try not to make them deceptive, but I try to make them interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like for instance. Um, like early bird gets the piece, P-E-A-C-E, early bird gets the piece. That's a message I did. It's going to be in our ebook. 
Um, but there's an there's a uh, a post at at uh, theninjapastor.com. It's called Early Bird Gets the Peace. That's the headline. And you'll see. You read it. And you'll see what it's about. Uh, there's another sermon that I did. It's going to be on the ebook. That's called If Nothing. And so those are designed to get your attention. Um, also, by the way, we're, we've mentioned this before, and we're trying to figure out how much interest we're going to have to do this. This is a very ambitious um, thing to do on the ebook. Uh, we're also going to have them in print, too. But I wrote, uh, some time ago, I wrote a concise commentary on the entire Bible. Uh, 250 or so words on each book of the Bible. No more then probably 350. By the time I finish editing it, I'll probably have 350. And then we'll have different introductions, different things um, that we'll do. So we're working on that now. We've got we've got it pretty much about 80, 80% finished, and then we're going to convert it to ebook use. So if you're interested in that, put comments in the notes section in um, theninjapastor.com. Put comments on Facebook, all that stuff. Let us know that, it's, that you're interested. And anyway, the point is, is, is they do a lot of these clickbait stuff, and people – People will circulate things like, for instance, right now I'm I'm seeing something circulated about uh, Ted Cruz that you know he's hidden his birth certificate, he's hidden his records and all this stuff, he's hidden his finances. Uh, who's that remind you of? Well, first of all, it's not true. It's it's absolutely and completely and totally not true. But what happens? People receive something and it fits with what they. Well, I'll just say it. What they want to believe, and so they do it. They 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 send it along, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. Um, you know, it just is what it is. You know, it is what it is. But people believe it. They believe it. They see that, and they go, "See that? See that?" And then there's there's this other thing circulating about what Ted Cruz said about the violence at the Donald Trump thing in, in Chicago. Now, if you watch the whole thing, I watched the whole thing live, and then I watched his follow-up comments. I listened to his questions that he answered and all of that. So in context, when you listen to it in context, you realize that uh, people running around saying, oh, that's it, I'm done with Ted Cruz. You know, I was such a fool for following him because now he's blamed uh, he's blamed Donald Trump for for the uh he's siding with Bill Ayers and siding with moveon.org and siding with Black Lives you, you, come on folks you, there's nothing worse than being stupid you, he's not siding with them and he's not fully blaming Donald Trump he put the he put the responsibility and accountability on himself as well he said hey we're we're responsible for what we you know our events our political events, we're responsible. We're accountable for what we say and what we do and how that can impact what goes on. Now, he went on to elaborate, and then um, that evening and then uh, early the next day, he had things to say. Uh, they weren't as aggressively covered. Why? Because they, you know, they clarified, made it clear, hey, wait, 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 no, you know, don't run away with this like I'm blaming Donald Trump. Um, you know, we know who's behind it. The people who are behind it are the left. They're the moveon.org. They're the Soros people. They're the the uh, the low information voters. You know, they're they're Democrats. They're leftists. They're anarchists, and they're what they want to do. And 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 Jerry, my buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania, he has a lot of great information on this. One of these days, I need to have him on here, talk about some of these things he knows. Uh, most people don't know that there are thousands. Now, I know this 
personally, firsthand, thousands of KGB agents operating in our country. And what they do, their whole thing is, is unrest, taking over colleges. you got to read this book called Disinformation. Let me tell you this. You know, you, you need to understand that something as simple as jazz music. I know, I know, I know. People are going to freak out. Tinfoil hat, tinfoil hat. Uh, jazz music um, is... That's really a Russian that came from Russia. That was a KGB thing. And it was designed, it was designed, that's right, Steve, Cruz was one of the first to produce his credentials. Um, it was designed, jazz music, to uh, separate, divide, create dissension, racial divide, all of these different things. Also, there was there's some under underlying things that were going on there with, with jazz music. Now, if you're a jazz aficionado, look, I'm not throwing rocks at you. I'm not saying you're a communist or a Russian. I'm just saying you need to understand that it came from where it came from. The reality is is it, it you can research it. It actually did. There's many books about it. So I, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, stuff, there are people involved in everything that happens and especially when it's something large like that. Now, we all know Chicago. I'm talking more about that in a minute. In Chicago, that's the place for riots, unrest, getting murdered if you're a black person. Um, you know, what a deadly place to be is Chicago, you know. So who are who are the Trump protesters? Who are they? Well, there are many. Hang on one second here. Just got a message I'm going to have to answer. Let's see here. There we go. All right. All good. Modern art. One of our great listeners has reminded me, modern art, you know, that's really that whole abstraction thing, the modern art thing. uh, Really, that is a a leftist Russian communist thing. And you say, oh, what do you, you know, you just don't like art. No, I love art. I do a little bit of art my own self. And I can tell you that it's not... What you think it is? There's there's a lot of infiltration in this country, and you've got to understand that that you know you've got to accept and understand that look you know there's some crazy business going on, and unless and until you accept that, and unless and until you accept that there are people here that that do not <clears throat> they don't have our best interests at heart until you do that, until you do that until you realize. And I'll tell you, I'm going to go one step further, and, and, and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this, but I, I think that I need to, in, in fairness, because I say this in my speeches, but, you know, I don't really care. Folks will be upset. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But you need to understand that what I just talked about, and I'll talk more about it in a minute, these people, they're paid by Soros. They're they're the people in Ferguson. They're the, pe- the Black Lives Matter people. They're the Occupy Wall Street, they're the Occupy Ferguson, they're the Occupy, you know, everywhere. And they're all Democrats or anarchists. And there's a power behind them. But I'm here to tell you, and this is the, you know, the the thing, um, I'm here to tell you, you need to understand that many of those people are in very high positions in our country, including the president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. He he is involved. He's not 
He's not in an ancillary way. Code Pink, thank you, Philly Bob. Code Pink, very similar, very, very similar situation. You know, they come on like they're nice and sweet, and they're just crazy ladies dressed in pink, riding around on their pink bicycles and wearing their crazy hats and their crazy outfits. But they're a a dangerous bunch. I mean, they're a very, very dangerous bunch. You know, some of the people in Code Pink were caught in that flotilla going to uh, Gaza. And there were hundreds of missiles. There were hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammunition. Uh, they're supporting the Muslims and uh, the people that are killing the, the Israeli people. And Americans visiting Israel, as we know, just happened. A, a, a war veteran, a, a West Point and a Vanderbilt grad, well, well-regarded um, combat veteran and army officer, killed. So I think it's important to realize that those people are in every aspect, every aspect of our um, of our government, of our leadership. And I'll tell you the truth: it, it is a very hard thing to take in, and I know that it is. And I accept that. I accept that when I say that, there's going to be a whole lot of people. Um, my goodness. You know, that just rail at that. They say, there's, you're part of the problem. You know, this is hyperbole. And they say these things, and they, they say these things as, as because of their righteous indignation, it makes it true. And it's simply not true. What they're saying is not true. It's not hyperbole. It's not hyperbole if it's true. So what what the reality that we need to face is is that this problem is far bigger far bigger than you can even imagine and it's far more insidious it's 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 deeply entrenched in our government i'm sad to say on both sides far more on the on the left but the right has its own share but look i i want to i want to just say this and get this out of the way early on I want to talk for just a minute about Rush Limbaugh. Now, there are an awful lot of people out there, and you see this a lot on social media, like I said a few minutes ago. Soon as something happens, they're 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 so influenced, they're so easily influenced, they they just blow in the wind. Um, they as soon as they hear something, they react to it. They're very very reactionary, you know. And in this case, I'll give you an example, a good example, I think. Um, I don't think anybody can really say that there hasn't been a more stalwart over the last, what, 30 years, at least 30 years, uh, conservative than Rush Limbaugh. I, I think Rush Limbaugh is the reason why, well, frankly, Rush Limbaugh is the reason why we have conservative talk radio. Rush Limbaugh is the reason why we don't have liberal talk radio, really. Those shows just don't make it. Remember uh, that liberal show? I won't even say the name of it, but that liberal show. And I, I want to say, I want to say that uh, there, well, who owned that? Somebody owned this thing. Um, boy, there's some easier. Now, this is an example. Uh, David Mack on, I don't think he's a friend of mine. If he is, nope, he's not a friend of mine. 
Um, I did a post advertising the show, and I said that we'll be praying for Todd and Sarah Palin. Uh, David Mack said it couldn't happen to a nicer family. Karma, you know, then bad word. And then uh, another commenter said, you're sick if you think this is karma. Lee Hamilton, I know I really wished it to be her, but it wasn't this time. David Mack, this guy. Uh, just ignorant. Um, then another person, Crystal Barlow, Dash Lewis, Karmaza, and then so is Sarah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how you block people like that. But that's one of those people that you just, you 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 just, oh, there we go. Boom. Ha! How do you like me now? Nerd. Um, and then I'm going to block this other person, too, while I'm at it. Don't mind me, folks. I, I can't stand people to be ignorant. I don't. Now, those of you who are on my Facebook and my Twitter and all that stuff, you know that I am. I don't. Um, as long as you are decent, I won't block you. I won't even delete your. I won't even delete your your post. I mean, I may disagree vigorously, vigorously, but man, you know, don't get ignorant. There's, there is no, there's just nothing to be gained in that. And and I'll delete you. You get ignorant or boom, you're gone. All right. So anyway, let me just kind of drive ahead on this. Um, Rush Limbaugh, you know, this guy has invested a greater part of his life in uh, helping conservative causes. He, I know personally, I've met him personally, I've been to his home. Um, what a nice man. I mean, you look at the guy on television. I, let me give you, let me give you an, an example of how sometimes what you see, the persona, isn't exactly what you got. The lead singer of Aerosmith. Right, you guys know him, Stevie. Uh, yeah, he is a drug guy, and and he's been he's been uh, dealing with drug and alcohol addiction for many many years. Uh, and I don't care for how he dresses, and I don't care for some of the stuff he says, but to meet him in person is to meet an entirely different guy. Super super nice guy. Not a, nothing at all like his persona. Um, Rush is very similar to that. Uh, it's been my understanding. Uh, that a lot of people, you know, they they really portray him with a very very, I don't know, I don't even modern art brush, I guess you would say. They say, you know, he's a hater, he's a this, he's a that. He's none of those things. He he is, however, very very well informed. Uh, his research is impeccable, and I don't always agree with everything that he says. Just like um, Ann Coulter, lover or hater, she's. You know, she she is in many respects a very scary person. In that, some of the stuff she says, you think to yourself, "Man, are you trying to get killed?" Uh, but but you meet her in person. She you couldn't meet a nicer person. She's extremely intelligent, extremely nice, and very very generous. And you know what's funny is the ones, the conservatives are the truly generous ones, and that's what uh, that's what you really uh, air America. Thank you, Jerry. Um, you really want you – oh, yeah, Ted Nugent. I got to meet him. You know what? Let me just tell you this quick story, and then I'll get on to what I'm doing. I got to meet him, and um, I got invited personally by him to go to one of his parties that he had. Now, 
you guys know that um, he his image is very, very wild, and he's earned his image. He's earned his image. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. He has earned his image. But I have to tell you, a nicer guy you'd never want to meet. You know, really, really a super, super nice guy. He's um, very, very, very nice guy. I have to tell you, I was really, um, boy, that guy, man, I don't know how he walks. I really don't. I don't know how he walks. Um, he is, he's got probably, I don't know how many knee surgeries he's had. I don't know. He's had a lot of them, and he's supposed to have a knee repla- another knee replacement and another uh, hip replacement done. And so, but you meet him in person. You never, you could never meet a more humble, nicer person. Um, you know, fun, interesting, well-informed uh, freedom fighter. I don't like everything he says publicly. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I agree with everything. I agree with a lot surprising to say, but um, the point of all this, I'm trying to give you examples so that you can understand that Rush is not exactly like his TV or his radio persona. He's made a career in the entertainment industry. He's not a newsman, and he'll tell you. He said, look, I'm not a journalist. I'm an entertainer. Five days a week. Look, I only do three hours of radio a week. Three. And I can tell you how hard that is. Now, I don't have a staff like Rush has. Rush has an awesome, awesome staff, uh, extraordinary staff. Uh, and he has a lot of people working for him that are that are just, they are absolutely top, top notch. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, truthfully, well, anyway, his shows are, are pretty outstanding. And you do a show that long, that number of hours, and for that number of days, and I got to tell you, man, that'll wear you out. That'll wear you out. But there's also this tremendous responsibility to generate tremendously valuable information that people are really relying on. You know, that that's I, you know I don't know if you guys knew, but I I take what I say on the air and in my public speeches. Very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. And so I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. And sometimes I get stuff wrong, um, you know, that for a myriad of reasons. But we really try to super research everything that we do. And uh, like I say, I have a great audience and I have some great people helping me. And um, when they can, they, they give me great information. And, hey, did you hear about this? Did you see that? Um, here's some information about this, feeding me articles and uh, just different things. And I, and I think it's very, very important. But Rush, you, you cannot argue with the fact that Rush uh, is simply a stalwart of conservative ideas. I mean, he, he is he, he's just extraordinary. But there are people now that are actually uh, – they, they are actually – and this is, you know, for what it's worth, they are actually saying, that's it, I'm done with Rush. I've listened to him for 30 years, I'm done with him. He's a rhino. He's pushing so-and-so. He's pushing Cruz. He's against Trump. And I think to myself, do these people listen? 
Do they go on his website and read the transcripts? I don't know anybody that puts the transcripts that quick. His transcribers must be amazing. But you can read it. You can read the transcripts of the show. And so if you think you heard something but you're not sure, you can go there. And I don't have that. That's high-dollar stuff. I mean, that's you're talking about really high-dollar stuff. But he does it because he wants people to, hey, here's a record of it. So, you know, people will assume that he says one thing and, and uh, they'll go off. They don't even know. They'll just go off. And it, and it is it is really unfortunate. Because what we do, and, and, and they don't do it on the left, by the way. This doesn't happen on the left. On the right it happens because we're the circular firing squad people. We're the team that uh, kills ourselves, you know. It's just... Uh, yeah, and I'm sorry I keep dropping. I don't know. I'm not sure why that is. I have a really strong uh, 112 megabit, megabip. Um, let's see here. I don't know. I'm checking here and, and send a message to um, Blog Talk Radio. You know, they usually don't get back to me during the show. But um, they have made some changes, and they're hoping that it makes a lot of stuff better. But the, the point of this is, is look. You know, and talking about Rush and talking about some of the others. As soon as you hear something you don't like, you react to it. Well, find out, you know. Find out about it. Find out for sure. One of my friends of the show, he's currently in chat. His name is, is Craig. Great guy. Um, very well-informed guy. You know, he and I had some exchange on this. Uh, there was a, a video I posted on from the Oregon State Police. Uh, this police officer uh, did a pit maneuver on a motorcyclist. Now, I'm a motorcyclist before my crash, obviously. I can't anymore, but um, much to my chagrin. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro-motorcycle guy and, and, a, and I think a huge advocate for better treatment of motorcyclists because I think there's, there's a category of people. It seems like for whatever reason, you know, you can, you can make a left turn in front of a motorcyclist and kill them and people will feel sorry for you as the driver. Now, you 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 just get a ticket, if even that. Oh, you've suffered enough. Uh, happens all the time. People texting, people doing all those things. Look, that's a bad thing. So we had exchange. We we, we had a vibrant exchange. Uh, my resource was, in this case, and I don't care for the, I'll make it clear here, right here and now, I don't care for the Oregon State Police. I'm going to talk in a little bit about the Oregon State Police. I don't care for them. They're not my favorite. I am a former police officer, and, and I think that, by and large, police officers are great people, hardworking. They are in the line of fire. Lost another police officer just outside of D.C. in Prince George's County. I have a good friend of mine who is, uh, who is a very high-up person on PG County Police, and he was just devastating. The guy was, the guy was just ambushed. He was executed. You know, So a lot of police officers, man, I, I'll tell you what, I've, I've said before, and I, t I talked to the people, the police officers of Baltimore, and I said, look, you guys need to en masse. Any of you who are ready for retirement, you have enough years in, you can go out on terminal leave, you ought to pull the plug, pull the pin, go out, get another job, and then retire en masse. Uh, the others of you who have enough time in the Baltimore City Police, go find another job, interview for another job, be aggressive about it at another place. Get that job, pull the pin, and let these people protect themselves. You know, by and large, cops are good guys. In this video, I can disagree with what I saw in the video. Uh, it was a very brief little snippet. There's a lot more to it. Uh, there's a lot more to the overall thing, but it comes down to this. Craig and I could disagree, and we could be decent to one another and disagree, and he's not going to say, well, that's it. You, you, you know, I disagree with you, and you're out of here. 
no, he still listens, and it's, it, this shows a part of what he does in his life, and I'm honored to have him. Craig is an example of somebody who is actually a thinker. There, there is a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there who aren't thinkers, and they're reactionary. And, and what's happening in this election um, is that they are, <clears throat> they're being exposed, unfortunately, as kind of the flaky people that they are. And I'm not referring to one candidate's supporters or another, Ted Cruz, uh, Rubio, Kasich, um, or Donald Trump. I'm, I'm not referring to – I'm saying that there just are – there are a lot of people out there who they're really being exposed as kind of on the edge of not really all there. And they it wasn't obvious before because they were never checked or challenged. Uh, but now they are. And now you have the thing called social media, low-thinking voters. They're – you know, and boy, they're just – man, it's just um, – it's just amazing. And so – where do you think that comes from, though? The stoking of that comes from the left. Don't you think that the uh, hardcore leftist, uh, the, the head, the Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, billionaire, many times over, um, isn't it ironic that one of the things destroying conservative causes all across the country is run by an avowed leftist? Isn't that interesting? And he controls a lot of the information. But that never occurs to a lot of people. And they just go on and they go off. And it's like, you know, come on, folks. You know, nothing worse than being stupid. Um, so ultimately, it comes down to this. And this is what it comes down to. There are a lot of forces at work here behind the scenes. And the more you know what's going on behind the scenes, the more you'll know what's really going on. In other words, the context. The context. You know, that's the that's the key. So I I hope that provides you uh, some a little bit of value in understanding sort of the background of it. Now, the next piece I want to talk about is there are many 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 of the man that pushes buttons behind the scenes. But what is making headlines are the results of these organized protests. And like I said before, there's, there's a specific agenda here. This isn't, this isn't just, look, this wasn't, a, this wasn't a, um, a spontaneous, organic thing. You know, it was, it was, a, it was a, a well-organized thing. Look, you get, those, you get that many people together. And they've got, you know, fancy printed signs and all these different things. Come on. Come on. You know, you gotta you gotta look you gotta look a little deeper now. You gotta be a little suspicious when stuff like this happens. It's not um it it really is not the deal here is is less a function of Trump and what Trump is saying. Now you have to think about how worried is the left about Trump if they're going to uncork all this stuff? If they thought nobody's going to listen to this guy, he's a crazy guy, nobody's going to listen to this guy. He's got no future. If they really thought that, there wouldn't be a protester. There wouldn't be a protester. Not one. But there are 
all these protesters, and it's not because of what Trump is saying. You need to look deeper than that. If you're a Cruz person, now I'm a Cruz person, but um, you know I, I have been very clear on this show and in different speeches and different sermons and different messages and talks. I am absolutely going to pull the lever or press the button for, t- for uh, Donald Trump if Donald Trump is the nominee. And I am vigorously, vigorously, uh, very against uh, any of the Republican Senatorial Committee, any of the National Republican, uh, you know, any, any of that messing with the election. Don't mess with it. We have a system. Let it run. Let it let it do what it's supposed to do. Jerry from Pennsylvania has pointed out something very powerful here. You know, I talk about what's going on behind the scenes. Now, I can tell you I'm related to lots of people from they are from Ohio. They live in Ohio. They currently deal with Ohio. John Kasich, Governor of Ohio. And Previously, Kasich has been, at least publicly in the debates, and anytime he's fortunate enough to get on television, he's very centrist. He's very, you know, I'm conservative, but I'm reasonable, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm a good guy. But I really am a conservative, and I'm really going to do good things. But I'm not a, uh, I'm just not a, I'm not one of those guys that's going to get up here and yell at the other guy and take personal shots. I'm above that. Look, I believe we can just get along and you know, all this stuff. Right? Yeah, you know, he's that guy. But what's happening now? Look at all of the things that have happened since it appears as though there's deeper things going on. Look at look at it now. Uh, as Jerry from Pennsylvania points out, y- you've got to look at what Kasich is doing now. As you can't even describe it any way differently. He describes this really well. Full establishment, man. He's going full on establishment, and he is losing ground at such a high rate of speed. Uh, it is absolutely unbelievable. How about Hillary Clinton on this town hall meeting, which is nothing but a, a commercial for her on CNN? In Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio, and she says, that's it. You know, we're getting rid of the coal. You know, we're getting rid of the coal. Coal is killing us and blah, blah, blah. Well, she's in Ohio. I don't know if she knows, but there's a pretty strong coal presence in Ohio. So a lot of people in Ohio uh, from West Virginia and, and the, you know, Obama, Hussein Obama has killed, as he said he would, killed the, the industry. You know, you know, put you out of business. Well, guess who he's putting out of business? People that this is what they this is what they do. It's what their it's what their great 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 grandfather did, and this is what they do. This is how they do it. You know, it, it's really really uh, something when you watch somebody like Kasich, who was you know very reasonable sounding, which I knew you know I knew enough about what he's really about. He's not that guy. He's he's he is full on establishment. All of a sudden, he's coming out, hey, full amnesty. Within 100 days, boom, I'm going to do amnesty. He he came out, uh, he came out against um, Kim, the, the uh, clerk in Kentucky. So just, you know, just just do it. You know, religious liberty, schmiberty, it's, it's, it's just do what's right. You can't go and, 
and and do something that's against a whole class of people and think that I'm going to stand behind you. And he said the same thing about the cake people, you know, the wedding cake, gay wedding cake people, you know, just make the thing, just do it, make the thing. What's funny to me is you look at the background, and we've got some people in chat who actually live in Ohio. He tried to make, uh, he tried to get, you know, really, really take away the police and fire pensions. He was really interested in that. He was trying very, very hard to do that. And then behind the lines, he's also trying to make it a right-to-work state. Now, this is Kasich. This is the reality on Kasich. This is why I never really gave Kasich half a chance. And I can't watch him. No offense, he has some facial tics. He has some different things. Um, I have some facial tics since my crash. So, you know, different times I have these mini seizures. And so I'm not going to make fun of the guy for his for his facial thing, but I just can't watch him very long. It drives me crazy. I just can't do it. And when he quotes his history and his experience and all these things, and he's this and he's that and blah, 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 blah and did this and did that, you know, look, I've been there. I've done it. You'd think he flew to the moon the way he talks about his resume. You start checking his resume, and some of the stuff, some of the stuff is a little bit, a little bit sketchy, a little bit sketchy. And the people of Ohio, they're not a big fan of him. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel good about that guy. But all of a sudden, he's saying the things that he knows in Ohio are not going to get him elected. They're not going to get him. Nobody's pulling the lever for this guy. Nobody's pulling the lever. With what he's saying now, in Ohio, he'll be lucky to get a vote, and that's probably going to be his wife, maybe his kids. So so you just need to understand there's always something going on. And, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, the situation in Florida with Marco Rubio, you know, uh, you know, people are saying, look, Rubio people in Ohio, I want you to vote for Kasich. You got to get Kasich because what are they trying to do? You know, and then and the Casey people are saying, and in Florida, you gotta vote Rubio. Don't vote for me. Vote for Rubio, because if they can split those two very big states with lots and lots of delegates on Super Tuesday tomorrow, what happens? Well, then that makes it more difficult. That makes it much more difficult. Really, a challenge for Donald Trump to walk in and and to the convention and say, look, the majority. The vast majority is voting for me. It also makes it very difficult for Ted Cruz to pick up either Ohio or Florida. Not that he would. I don't know if he will or he won't. So that said, um, you know, you, you just kind of have to look. You have to look deeper to that. That's a strategy that can only be coming from the Republican committee, the higher ups and the Republicans and Reince Priebus and all those guys. It's it's a nasty, dirty business, this politics thing. So let's look at, just for fun, let's look at who's behind these coordinated protester situation, these organized protests. There's, there's a few groups here. Answer. One of them is answer. Act now. They love acronyms, don't they? Act now to stop war and end racism. Now, Chicago is the Chicago franchise of an international network, and it was started in the wake of 9-11 and among the first to protest against a response in Afghanistan. Isn't that interesting? So they're heavily involved in this. They're heavily – it makes you wonder, well, what the heck, man? Why are you involved? Well, what you can't do is you can't look at that and just write them off. You can't go, 
Come on. You know, they're just silly people. They're just looking for attention. No, there's there's always there's always a reason. So they were the first to this answer, act now to stop war and end racism, because the two are obviously interconnected, war and racism. <laughs> you know, they're they're among the first to protest the, protest the response in Afghanistan. Since then, the group is involved in most of the – and this is the radical left. This is the really, really radical left, the people the president likes. This is – you know, these are the favorite causes, anti-capitalist, pro-union, open borders, anti-war, anti-police causes. Look, they hate police officers. And you say what you want about police, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have some sentiment toward police that is really negative. And some of those people, that's based largely upon uh, misinformation about what happened in Ferguson and uh, what happened in Baltimore and and really, to some degree, what happened in uh, just other places out there. We won't go into that because I, I get off onto that track, man. It's it's over. So, so, so I want you to understand that it, you put all those together, anti-capitalist, pro-union, open borders, anti-war, and anti-police causes. Now, the day after the Trump rally, the group was holding a forum entitled Taking Action to Support Palestine. Now, did you hear that? This answer, act now to stop war and end racism, they, you know, they were one of the big groups that were pushing for uh, protests and disruption and all this stuff. Remember, they're anti-capitalist, pro-union, open borders, anti-war, anti-police. Now think about that, open borders. Well, we don't have a border, we don't have a country. Just let everybody in. You want those people in charge? They're crazy people. A lot of times people will say, well, no, why would they want that? They'll clearly get killed, you know. ISIS is going to kill the left first. No, they're not going to kill the left first. They're going to use the left first. And then when they're finished raping the left's well, – I don't know if they're going to rape them or not. They're not the best-looking women. Um, you know, whatever they're going to do, the left's women and the left's men, air quotes, men, um, you know, then they're going to kill them. Once they've used them up, they're going to kill them. In not such a pretty way. But here's the thing, folks. They're also pro-Palestine. So you say, wow, you know, they're just, they're, just mis, they, they're just misinformed. No, they're not. No, they're not. They believe what they believe. They're going to believe what they're going to believe. They're going to do what they're going to do. And I'm talking more in a little bit about what the, what the scorpion does is what the scorpion does. It's funny to me, they're anti-capitalists, but they've got their iPhones, they've got their iPads, they've got GoPros, they've got all these things, you know, North Face jackets on and carrying the fancy bags and all this stuff. Oh, it's amazing. But they're anti-capitalist. They're pro-union, power to the worker. They're anti-war and they're anti-police. It, it just it's crazy to me. But they're they're pro-Palestine. Now, I did a uh, Twitter post. Let me think. It's not anything really to do with it. I did a Twitter, uh, what do you call them? Tweet. I did a tweet where I was uh, highlighting uh, one of my favorite guitarists of all time, really musicians uh, of all time, is David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. I think he's one of the more um, intense guys out there. Uh, you know, I hear he's a super nice guy, and I don't know. I've never met him. But I know that he's pro-Palestine, and I hate that. And 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 one of these days, uh, I'd love to engage him in that discussion and try to give him some information that might help him. 
Who knows? You might not be. You know, sometimes you can't convince people. They believe what they believe, and, you know, don't waste your time. Anyway, the point is, is I did a tweet highlighting his song, Comfortably Numb, one of the versions that he did of his song. And he actually uh, tweeted me back and sent me one of those little private things. I didn't even know you could get those. You know, is and I was I was very pleased with that. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was a really, really cool thing. Guy I've been listening to, you know, since high school. Anyway, the point is, is there's a lot of people who are into this, you know, supporting Palestine. Look, you got to you you you've got to be one of the most misinformed people on the planet. If in this day and age you still support Palestine, you got to be out of your mind. Or you're just serially misinformed. But these people believe what they believe. They're not going to change. So this group, the group called the protest a people's victory. This is what they said, a people's victory. Now, that's very communistic. And they recruited, uh, they were recruited for a protest in a Facebook post on Thursday. Stand with all immigrants, Muslims, and people of color. Okay. Stand with all immigrants, Muslims, and people of color. Shut down white supremacy. Spread the word. I don't know if you know, but um, Muhammad was a white guy. Listen to our show with Bill Federer, and, and you'll see Muhammad was a white guy. Yeah, he was Muslim, but he was a white guy. He was light, light-skinned. <laughs> My buddy Steve says, I feel the same way when the great Dr. Sean messages me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I'm just a regular dude. But um so here's the thing and I and I really want you to understand this. I want you to I want you to hear I want you to hear all these words and understand that this is not just some idle thing that you just laugh these people off. Right? Don't laugh these people off because they're you know, oh, they're just a bunch of whack jobs. These whack jobs are in control. These whack jobs are in charge. And I and I and I really want you to understand that these people have power. They're they're in a position of power. Anyway, see, I got to keep from getting off track here. I want to read these words again. Stand with all immigrants, and then let's make a slash. Let's make a mental slash there. All immigrants slash Muslims, slash people of color. Now, who are people of color? Blacks. Black Lives Matter. I don't know who else, but I guess, you know, they call Muslims a race. The idiots call Muslims a race. They're not a race. They're a religious, political, and military organization. They're not a race. They're not a race of people. But just because they're stupid doesn't mean people don't listen. So stand with all immigrants, all all. Doesn't matter what your intention is for this country. Doesn't matter what you bring to this country. Doesn't matter if you have look, we want open borders. We want everybody to come here. Everybody. Spread the word. Shut down white supremacy. Now they're at a Trump thing and they're talking about white supremacy. They say spread the word. Organize everyone you can to get them to this very important protest. Everywhere Trump goes, he and his racist mob must be shut down by the people. This is what the post says. Now, that that post is okay. That doesn't violate the community standards. 
community standards is what uh, Facebook, ultra left organization. This is what they, this is what they call it. Well, it doesn't violate our. They could call for uh, Sarah Palin to be raped by a hundred and fifty. Um, I don't know what. I can't remember what it was, but they called for that, and then uh, nothing happened. They didn't take the post down. They can call for violence against white people. They can call for violence against conservatives. Doesn't seem that that violates their community standards. The point of this is, is they're saying everywhere Trump goes, he and his racist mob must be shut down by the people. Now, they're the people. Now, never you mind that there's 25, 35,000 people, real uh, Trump fans, and then many of those people are like, let me just see what he says at these rallies. I mean, my goodness, 25, 30,000 people at these rallies, there's got to be, there's got to be something to this. There's got to be something to this. So when we know this, we know that there's something to it. My goodness, you know, come on. So who's the other group? This is another group identified by the Daily Caller. Daily Caller. This was the Illinois Coalition of Immigrant and Rights Reform. ICRR. ICRR. Illinois Coalition of Immigrant and Rights Reform. This group was not only instrumental in creating not only the most radical local immigration ordinance, but championed the case which inspired the DREAM Act. Okay, you ready for this? You guys remember the DREAM Act, right? Hussein Obama's uh, big thing, you know, this is a really big deal, is DREAM Act. But in, in 2011, okay, go back with me to 2011, Cook County, Cook County, Illinois is Chicago, right? became the first locality in the country to stop coordinating and cooperating with the federal government on detainers. Detainers became controversial among the leftist groups when they their, their use skyrocketed under the now-discarded Secure Communities Program. So what these detainers are is you could, you could detain an illegal alien. You could detain them. You could, you could take them and say, okay, um, you're an illegal alien. You've committed a crime. We're sending you back. Now, I'll explain what they are. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. Detainers are holds that Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, places on state prisoners who they think also violated immigration law. And the hold normally gives the federal government up to two extra days to get any prisoner who would otherwise be released. So in other words, what you're supposed to do during that detainer is you take that person who you found now is is a real problem, um, and you get them over to the feds, and then ostensibly what happens is, is those feds get them out. They send them away, or they prosecute them. They, they make sure they don't get out, make sure they serve their, their time, uh, pay their price, and then they get sent back to their home country. Well, Denny McCann, uh, you can Google that name. It's a terrible, terrible story. Denny McCann was killed in June of 2011 when an illegal alien, he was driving three times the speed limit. He didn't stop. He's flying through. And um, he he struck Denny McCann, this illegal alien, struck Denny McCann, and he dragged him about 200 feet. Um, and Denny was crossing the street, and and he you know he just missed he missed. He, who would ever think somebody's going three times the the legal speed limit? Well, this illegal alien, his name is Saul Chavez. Saul Chavez. He was released from prison in November of 2011. Rather than be held for ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, 
after this ordinance passed in Cook County, Chicago, um, he escaped. And he they think he fled to Mexico. Now, this is the most high pro- very, you know, high profile case, high profile case. Uh, and there's numerous cases, scores of cases involving murderers, rapists, and gang members. They were all let free rather than deported as a result of that policy. Yeah, we love them, right? They're they're the patriots. Boy, this this group's a bunch of patriots. This uh, this Illinois Coalition of Immigrant and Rights Reform. Yeah, we yeah we want to let we want to let killers and terrible people. We want to sure have them come in open borders. And if they commit a crime, you know what? We're going to let them out. We'll let them do what they want to do. If they want to flee back to their country, great. Boy, what a bunch of patriots, right? They get a loud voice because they yell. They scream. They act all righteously indignant, but they're criminals. I received a mailing the other day, and I swore I was going to save it, and it turned out I... I uh, I messed up and, and I accidentally deleted it, but I'm trying to get it back or find the origin of it. But there was an educational thing that was sent to me trying to advertise this educational thing. And it was a common core deal, but it was promoting something for education uh, to help educate people on this or that in schools. Um, and I get this thing and I look at the bottom. You know, it's a download. Excuse me. A rainy, sleepy day here. Um, so it's a download. You can download this 48-page document. They say, hey, we want you to read the entire document, and then we want you to go talk to teachers and people in your community and, and all this stuff. We want you to do that because, you know what, We this is important, and we want to help. Well, this group, this third group that was involved in these protests, this is La Raza. La Raza, Chicago, the Chicago branch of the notoriously radical pro-illegal immigration group. Now, they're not just pro-immigration. They're pro-illegal immigration, people on site and and detailing the events in a post uh, on its website. The post posted a victory statement on its Facebook page following Friday's violent action. Donald Trump canceled its event, its event, his event, should have said, but they're not that smart. Donald Trump canceled its event Friday night at the University of Illinois at Chicago for safety reasons, including the thousands of protesters who gathered inside and outside the venue. Um, what they wrote in Spanish, protesting his presence, which has already caused confrontations with supporters of Trump and authorities. Anyway. Protests by presidential candidate rally has been organized for days by a coalition of activists, students, religious and political city, and including numerous Latino organizations and African-American organizations, the group added. But let's look at some of the organic protesters we're talking about here. These are the common folk. You know, these are people just, uh, I'm just out of here, you know. Uh, what was that guy's name? The Fox guy. I don't much watch Fox much, but this guy uh, was on there, and man, I'm telling you, he was awesome. He was right in the middle of it. John something or other. He was really, really good. Uh, he was a D.C. guy f- for a lot of years. Uh, John Roberts, maybe? He um, he was a big time, or maybe ABC he was on, but now he's over at Fox. Anyway, the point is, is um, <laughs> this is, I, I just think it's important because this is interesting to me. 
And more than interesting, it reveals uh, it reveals very much uh, sort of a deeper, insidious thing. But they're doing it with really dumb people. So this is Maria Hernandez in Chicago. I'm protesting because I'm black and Mexican, and I'm not sure where he wants to deport me to, but I deal with racism daily in Chicago, and I've had enough. This is what she said. Um, now, John, I know he's a chief justice, but he's also a uh, – John Roberts is also a, a Fox guy. Uh, anyway, not the same guy. Not the same guy. It's not like his side job type of deal, but I think that's his name. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, Maria Hernandez – Guess what she is? She's a community organizer and Trump protester. So in Chicago, Maria Hernandez says, I'm black. That's why I'm protesting. I'm black and I'm Mexican, and I'm not sure where he wants me to deport me to, but I deal with racism daily in Chicago, and I've had enough. Really? You deal with racism in Chicago? I'm going to tell you this. you got to look pretty hard to find racism in Chicago, man. You know what I'm saying? You got Rom Emanuel there? You know, hey, he's open, open society, sanctuary city. Everybody's welcome. We love all of y'all. Now, here's a question. Well, let me read it again. I'm protesting because I am black and I'm Mexican, and I'm not sure where he wants me to deport me to, but I deal with racism daily in Chicago, and I've had enough. Okay, man. Oof. Go, girl. Go, Maria. <laughs> is is Maria an, an illegal? Because if if not, if she's not an illegal, does she really think Donald Trump his his grand plan here is to round up all U.S. citizens who are black or maybe just dark or Mexican or maybe just brown and deport them? Oh yeah, we're going to get them out of here, man. You gotta watch out for this Trump dude, man. He coming after you, man. My brother's a black man. You he, you better watch out, man. They'll come by. They'll put a thing over your head, throw you into a van with darkened out windows, and they'll take you. They'll drop you off in the desert of Mexico, man, with no water. Yeah. Just because you dark skin, man, Mexican or black, yeah, we in this together, man. So, Maria, if you're not an illegal, then what you worried about? You th- you think that's going to happen. You think Donald Trump's going to call up his buddies and say, hey, here's what we need you to do. We need you to get a bunch. <laughs> we need to get. Look, you need to get all your white vans with your darked out windows, maybe no windows at all. And you need to get you some zip ties and some hoods, maybe some some cheap um, pillowcases. And you need to just ride around uh, Chicago and just look for people that look brown. Don't check their paperwork. Don't don't ask them where they're from. Don't try to detect an accent. If they're just dark a little bit or a lot dark, like, you know, black, just pull up next to them, open the side door, have some thugs, obviously white thugs, have them jump out, and, and just – and probably the same vans. Remember I talked a couple of weeks ago about the vans riding around dumping the piles of guns in the black community that from the NRA and, and all these unscrupulous gun dealers? <laughs> Instead of selling the guns, what they do is this, – this little insidious thing – this is what Barack Obama says. 
he said this to the NAACP in case you missed the show a couple of shows ago. And what he did, what he says is, yeah, they ride down the street and they throw guns, just piles of guns. And I said, man, I got to follow that van. I got to, I got to follow that van. Yeah, leftist Sandra Bernhard. Thank you, Philly Bob. She issued a gang rape uh, invitation and warning to Sarah Palin. She's a really nice girl, that, that Sandra. Yeah, really, really. High class, man. So here's the thing. And, and, and this is, you know, I would say, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just think, man. Anyway, anyway, let me go back to this just because. I'm I'm time is flying here. So Maria, if you're not an illegal, what do you what are you thinking these vans are going to ride around Donald Trump's going to send them out, you know, on the on the sly, his buddies, people that work for him and they're just going to drive to Mexico. They're going to pull up to the to the to the uh border there and they're going to bump you out and and uh you know, you're going to have your zip tie. Maybe they'll give you a little cookie or something. Yeah, John Roberts for Fox is Canadian-born, and that's something pretty cool guy though. But he was identifying the anti-Trump crowd, the rally mob, is comprised of a lot of Black Lives Matter and Bernie Sanders supporters, but also these other groups here. They've they've acknowledged they were part of it. So Maria, Maria, if you are an illegal, if you are an illegal, now remember what we're talking about here is her statement, Maria Hernandez in Chicago. I'm protesting because I am black and I'm Mexican and I'm not sure where he wants to deport me to, but I deal with racism daily in Chicago and I've had enough. Oh, well, okay. So if you are an illegal, then, Hilaire, you're a criminal and you should be deported. You're not supposed to be here. Get out. Hey, uh, I'm Mr. Reporter. I want to put a microphone in your face. But first, what I want to do is because we have to have the identity of everybody that's going to be on TV. Um, can I check your ID? Oh, I don't have no ID, man. I'm an illegal. And then there should be a van, a white van with no windows and dudes inside that just come screeching up, open the side door, throw a thing over her head, and, and put her in the zip ties, handcuff her. And drive her to freaking Mexico, man, and get her out of here or wherever she's from. If you're an illegal, you gotta go. Why is this? Why? Why? Why is this not a crime? Oh wait, it is. It is a crime. It's been a crime forever. But we're not gonna enforce the law because we don't really have a country. Hey, there was this other person here, by the way, Christina Stihur. She's 30 years old. She's a physician assistant. We're here to express solidarity with Ohio's Muslim Dina Stihur, age 30. She's a physician's assistant. We're here to express solidarity with Ohio's Muslim doctors. I'm going to let that simmer a little bit. Open Muslims. Muslims. Muslims doctors. Ohio's Muslim doctors. Oh, yeah. This reminds me, Christina, age 30, physician's assistant. Tell them why you're, you're a protester there. You're causing riots and whatnot. When Hillary Clinton was at her commercial 
I mean her town hall in Columbus, Ohio. You know, they took just random questions from the audience, and one of them was this dude, Ahmed, who was a physician. He's a radiologist, and he says, you know, I've lived in – thank you for taking my question, Secretary Clinton. Um, I, I really – as you know, I am uh, – I came to this country when I was five. My parents legally uh, immigrated to this country, and they've been very successful, and all of my siblings have been very successful. And of course, I'm a doctor. But for the first time in my life, for the first time in my life now with Donald Trump, I'm worried that I'm going to get rounded up, that something bad is going to happen to me and my family and my Muslim friends. So I want to know, Secretary Clinton, what are you going to do to stop Trump? <laughs> I kid you not. Look, I, I would love to. I would love to say I'm making this up, but I'm not. I'm not. Muslim doctors, Ohio's Muslim doctors. This is this is a group now, right? This is this is a group. This is the Ohio Muslim Doctors. Do they have an association or something I can join? Because I want to join. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I'm not that kind of doctor, but still, I'd like to join. Oh wait, I got to be Muslim. I don't want to be Muslim. What would I want to be Muslim for? I don't want to be Muslim at all. Yeah, it sounds like a doctor cell. Jerry from Pennsylvania says, Greg Kiger, he's age 18. I'll let that simmer a second. He's, he's, <laughs> you ready for some high, high brain stuff here? Get ready. It's going to be powerful. You might want to get you a pen. And this is going to be so good that you don't even need a pen. If you don't have no pen, get you a pen or a knife and poke your finger and write this in blood. This is going to be so good, you're going to be glad you did it. This is what he's carrying a sign. 18-year-old Greg Kiger. He's a high school student. Greg is carrying a sign that says, Trump is a Nazi. Trump is a Nazi. This is what he says. We live in a poverty-stricken community. Kiger lives in East Liverpool, Ohio, which he said is a poor, minority-heavy, and polluted community. Now, can I just, can I just, can I, I'm just, I mean, can I, all right, sorry, I had a little, had a brain synapse there. Here's your sign. Can I, can I just, can, let me just, let me, let me just put this out there. He, he lives in a poor minority-heavy, polluted community. Now, let me ask you this. If white people are so bad, why in the world, why in the world aren't the, the communities where all minorities, why, why in the world aren't they utopian Societies. Why? You know, there's a meme circulating, and I, <laughs> I put this on my Facebook. Um, let me go back here a little bit. 
It was nice of the lowlifes of Chicago to take a break from not having jobs and killing each other to get involved in politics. Yeah. We love that. We love when really smart people they get all plugged in. Get involved in the comment. Hey, yeah, we want you involved. You don't know anything, but we want you involved. We want you involved. You're 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 so important to us. Anyway, anyway. We live in a poverty stricken I'm gonna say this again. We live because this is so powerful. We live in a poverty stricken community. East Liverpool, Ohio. Now, my buddy Steve, he probably knows more about East Liverpool than I could ever know. But he says, it's poor, it's minority heavy, and it's a polluted community. Now, he was at the protest to oppose Trump's Trump, Trump's rhetoric on race. This is a quote, this is what he says which he said would be detrimental to his town. We already have a race barrier as it is, he said, especially in our community. We live in a poverty-stricken community. We have a waste incinerator in our town, and nobody does anything about it because we're poverty-stricken. We're kind of like the Simpsons. Nobody pays attention to our town or this facility because it's a poverty-stricken and majority black community. Now, you think somebody might have given him... Does anybody... uh, Anybody at all think that maybe he had a a talking point or two? Anybody? So poverty-stricken, got to use that a lot, poverty. We're struck with poverty. By the way, we're also very minority-heavy, which which has been confirmed by Steve from Ohio. Very minority-heavy. And then you know what the problem is? Because we live in a poverty-stricken community and we are minority-heavy, we have a waste incinerator in our town. Nobody does anything about it. Okay. By the way, it's a majority black community, he says. Kind of like the Simpsons. Nobody pays attention. Just let everything go. Why not? But I have but one question for Greg and all the Gregs out there. They run around toting these signs. And you know, it's amazing to me. These signs are so, so. Oh, he says, East Liverpool is a minority, is minority heavy, if you consider sheep a minority. Amen. Greg and all the other Gregs toting those fancy signs and yelling all your stupid stuff in public. How do you think your community got that way? Listen, John Roberts, the the uh, Fox guy, not the Supreme Court justice, uh, the Fox guy, he's out in the middle of the crowd, man. And I mean, crazy business is going around. And, you know, his hair's well done. He's wearing a blazer and he's, you know, toting his microphone and his camera guy's following him around. And he shoves this microphone in this person's face, you know, and is interviewing this, this guy. You know, this guy is... Um, He's a union guy. He's got a union jacket on. And he says, you know, can you tell me why you're here? And he goes, well, actually, I was I was inside. I I was inside the thing. And, you know, I'm undecided. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't like a lot of the stuff the guy was saying or that the press says he was saying. But, you know, no offense to you, but I, I don't know if I can trust trust the press anymore. So I just wanted to hear from the guy myself, you know. 
I'm from Chicago. I, I, I'm a worker, you know, I'm I'm a labor guy. And I just want to hear from myself. So I, I got a ticket to go in, you know, and I'm in there. We're not causing any problems or anything. And all this stuff happens. And they're depriving me of my, my ability to hear what this guy has to say. You know, it's not right. It ain't right. So while he's got, while while the microphone's in his face, he, uh, he gets at you know he right behind John Roberts. There's this uh, there's this guy or this this woman. I think she was a woman. You know, with the left, you just never know. You never know. You don't know what gender they are, right? You just you don't know what gender they are. It's kind of obscure. You just don't know. So you just kind of gotta guess got to guess what they are. I don't know what they are. So this this person, I don't know, male, female, who in the world knows? This person, John Roberts, kind of looks around and goes, hey, you know, you keep yelling these expletives during my interview with this guy. This guy's trying to use his First Amendment right and express himself and, and ask questions and comment. And we're trying to do an interview here, but you're you got a lot to say there, a lot of profanities. Well, let me in, interview you. Why are you here? And this person, I can't tell still, boy, girl, don't know which, said, um, I'm not going to comment about that. I'm not going to comment about why I'm here. Really? As of 2010, see, this is why I love the listeners of my show. Here you go, folks. 2010 census, which, you know, could be a lie. Oh, wait a second. The 2010 census was was completed by Barack Hussein Obama's crew in Ohio East Liverpool is listed as 91.7% white 4.6% black wow we live in a poverty stricken community he says which is poor it's minority heaven it's polluted minority heavy it's polluted. You got it. We got this incinerator there. Man, it's bad. It's bad. Nobody pays attention to our town. It's poverty stricken. It's majority black. Well, he's a liar. Well, Greg Kiger, eighteen years old, high school student, he's dumb and he's a liar. Trump was a Nazi. That's funny. Thank you, Steve. Trump was a Nazi. I got look, come on. How do you think your community got that way, Greg? Other than you're a liar running around toting signs that aren't even true. How about how about this chick behind us? She gets a mic shoved in her face. She gets her chance to talk. He or she, I don't know which. And she says, I don't want to talk about it. He says, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to keep that to myself. Really? So since we're on this topic, since I brought this up, why not? What's with all the signage about Trump being a Nazi or Hitler or Hitler's son or whatever? What in the world is going on? What is it with all this Nazi business? Isn't it inconsistent or even bizarre? Is this is this not bizarre, folks? So many Democrats call Trump a Nazi for proposing the same thing Bibi Netanyahu is doing in Israel. Right at this very moment, he's doing it, and he has to do it. You, you probably I talk about this a lot. Maybe maybe you don't know, so I'll just share it with you. I wasn't going to, but maybe I will. So Bibi Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, 
he took a lot of heat. He made these recent decisions to restrict illegal immigration to Israel. Now, you can make aliyah to Israel. If, you, if you're a Jew or you've converted to Judaism and you want to go to Israel, you make aliyah. And there's some things you have to do. There's some, you, know, you can't just go and, and say, I'm here. Take care of me. doesn't work that way. So you make aliyah. And it's, it's a process, and it's difficult. But once you do, you, once you make aliyah and you go to Israel to live, and that's your country, you're welcomed. You're welcomed. Well, here's the thing. Bibi Netanyahu, just re, he, this just happened. He, he restricted illegal immigration, illegal immigration to Israel. He restricted it, which is, can somebody tell me why this wouldn't ever, I mean, this is, this is common sense, right? What does Israel do? You know, they do everything smart. They built fences. They built fences, and they're still building them. They keep building them. And you know what? This is just the crazy thing about fences. When you build them right, put them in the right place, and you staff them with the proper people, they work. Fences work. So when illegal Africans or Arabs enter, when they catch them, these illegal, illegal uh, immigrants, they, they're aliens. They're, they're criminals. They're quickly arrested. They place them right on the next bus or plane to their country of origin. They find out where you're from. Back you go. Got to go. Get out. Get out. So what if the country of Oregon is completely no-go? In other words, um, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, let's say, Nigeria or wherever, and they say, look, we don't want them back. No, you keep them. Israel keeps them. They do. They keep them. They keep the illegals in a crowded detention facility. It smells bad. It's really low. Um, I mean, it's low tech. I mean, they're they don't want it nice. The food is horrible. And then when the the you know and this happens, you know this does the bleeding hearts when they complain. Bibi Netanyahu he shrugs his shoulders and says, "Look, Israel has a right to exist." And I'm going to tell you something. His logic right here, Israel's right. They have a right to exist. The logic here is flawless. Look, and he says this all the time, and and this makes sense. Immigrants from Syria, Somalia, and Libya, they could be dangerous terrorists. But even if they're truly desperate refugees, Bibi explains that they cannot remain in Israel because their foreign presence would alter the demographic and ethnic character of Israel. You know, you can look at that and you can say to me, look, man, that's wrong. And I'm going to look at you and say, what are you, out of your mind? What do you mean that's wrong? That's reasonable. That's some make sense stuff right there. They can't remain in Israel because the, their foreign presence, they'd alter the demographic. They'd alter the, the very, very uh, good ethnic character of Israel. Last September, Netanyahu, he announced construction of a new fence. It's, it's along the, the Israel's border with Jordan after international calls from the U.N. and Jordan for Israel to take Syrian refugees too. Syria, Turkey, Iraq, and EU, they've all taken them. But when Bibi Netanyahu said, no, we're not taking them, we heard no sentimental apologies from Bibi. We heard no hand, we saw no hand ringing. We saw him, he wasn't walking back a bunch of stuff. He, he, this is what he countered. When, I mean, they were taking, he was taking huge, huge groups, still does. This is what he countered with. He said he would not allow Israel to be submerged by a wave of illegal immigrants and terrorist activists. Now, you need to understand, 
You need to understand. And he went on to say, by the way, Israel is not indifferent to the human tragedy of Syrian or African refugees, yet we must control our borders. Here's the thing. This is the really big thing. This is the important thing. This is the thing you really need to understand. Israel will not be a revolving door. It's, they're not going to do it. First of all, kind of crowded in Israel, to be real honest with you. It's kind of crowded. You know what? Everybody around Israel, a, a, a country the size of New Jersey, has got guns pointed at Israel. They've got their missiles pointed at Israel. So we can't let these people in like America has done, like the EU has done, France, Germany, Spain, England. You know, that, that's the bottom line. That's a, Look, we can't do this. Sorry for your luck, but we can't do it. And he was unsentimental about it. He said, hey, this is how it is. Ann Coulter on Tuesday, May 26, 2015, in an interview on America with Jorge Ramos, which is, amazes me that she would even go on a show. But America has already taken one-fourth of Mexico's entire population. Folks, did you realize that? Did you realize that we've already taken in one-fourth of Mexico's entire population? Man, let that, let that uh, calculate for you. Let that, you know, hey, that's a bit, one-fourth of Mexico's entire population, we've already taken them in, in the United States of America. When Kashia Nuanguma, Kashia Nuanguma, she learned that Donald J. Trump would campaign in Louisville, Kentucky, where she's a student. She walks into a FedEx store. She printed out two very colorful signs that she found online. You just go online. Hey, print the sign out. She sends it there, and you know they have the sign waiting for her. And what it is is depicting Donald Trump's head on a pig's body. And then she steeled herself for what has become the most provocative and potentially dangerous recurring act committed by ordinary voters in the 2016 presidential cycle, protesting Mr. Trump inside, inside one of his own rallies. Now, by the way, I just need you to understand that Donald Trump, a very smart man, make no mistake about it, he's a very, very smart man. When he does these rallies, he makes sure that he has them on private property. Furthermore, if, if they're at a, a place like a college or whatever, he rents the entire facility. So if it's at a, if it's in a, if it's in a, a you know, like a coliseum type of thing or, or a whatever, you know, place, he rents the whole thing parking lot, all of it, and then has his own security and all this stuff, higher security. So it's not a First Amendment deal at all. It's not open to the public. You you behave, you do the right thing, come on in. You be ignorant, you come in. Uh, she goes in inside one of Trump's own rallies, not to hear what he has to say. Now, I need you to understand, Ms. Nuangoma, she's 21 years old, she is black. She held up her signs, Trump supporters ripped them away and began shoving her, screaming racial slurs, and calling her leftist scum, she said in an interview. Did I enjoy being treated like trash? No, not at all, she said. Now, we don't know specifically what Miss Nuangama's issues are with Mr. Trump. We don't know that. All we know from the news article is that she's black. Enough said. Pfft. You know, hey, let's go back here a little bit. 
Let's go back here a little bit. Maria Hernandez is black and Mexican. And she was protesting because she's black and Mexican. And she didn't know where where Donald Trump's going to deport her to, but she knows that he's probably going to do it. And she's had enough. <laughs> so she's black. She stands up. She holds these signs up with the, 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 the Donald Trump head on a pig. And she can't understand why she gets them ripped away. People shoving her and screaming racial slurs. Now, this is what she says. No, we don't know that that happened. We don't know that. By the way, uh, Nunguma is a Nigerian name. Nunguma. And the United States has more Nigerian immigrants than anywhere but Nigeria. In other words, the second highest population of Nigerians is in the United States. Second only to Nigeria. In 1980, folks, I need you to understand how bad this can get, how bad this can get. You need to understand that this is not just some trickling thing. It's like peeing in the ocean. One person pees in the ocean, not a big deal. A hundred million people peeing in the ocean, guess what? you got a polluted ocean. It's a, it's a gross example, isn't it? In 1980, there were 25,000 people of Nigerian origin. Now there are 376,000. That's a little tidbit for you to chew on. A little bit of hard bread for you to chew on. No butter. 376,000 in 1980. There were 25,000 Nigerians in the United States. Look, we got to ask this question, folks. This is the hard question. This is the thing. Since the protesters are actually helping Trump, are they really protesters? Because look at what's happened. Trump's popularity has exploded. It's exploded. You can't argue with the masterful way. You may not like the sound of it. I don't like the sound of it. But he's a master at controlling the narrative. He knows how to put on a show. Look, this this whole thing is an amazing and unique animal. And and this animal knows how to put on a show, I'm telling you right now, because no public controversy, no... No publicity. None of it's bad. None of it's bad at all. When you're talking about Donald Trump, there is no bad publicity or controversy. There's none of it. Oh, I know. You're probably sitting there if you're not a Trump guy, and I'm not a Trump guy. I'll vote for him if he gets in the general. But you know what? Um, you know, I don't like how he does a lot of stuff, but you can't argue with his skill set. you got to wonder, but is it bad? You say, but it's bad. I don't like him. I don't like the guy. It's bad. Well, I have to ask you, is it really? Once again, the Donald. He gets to be the tough guy. Did you see him the other day with the dude that runs up on the stage? Watch the whole film. That guy got close. That guy got close. And he's the same guy out there standing on an American flag stomping on it. He's got Islamic ties and and Islamic State ties. This guy gets in and gets that close. Yeah. Is it really bad? Well, look at how Donald Trump reacted, man. I think he was ready to cold cock that guy. I think the guy's lucky he didn't get up there. Because instead of being grabbed and pulled away by the different police and Secret Service guys, you know, because the Secret Service and and my buddy uh, surrounded Donald Trump. 
you know, they did what they did, but I'm surprised they didn't whisk them out of there. That's generally speaking, you you get them out of there, get them away from the trouble. You don't know if that's the first of many, and you got to get them out of there. So I disagree with them keeping them there. But the bottom line is, I think if he got up on stage, I think Donald Trump, almost 70 years old, would have cold cocked a dude. And Donald Trump's a big guy. Well, here's a billionaire, right? Uh, his supporters, Donald Trump's supporters, they're tough, passionate people. They're American people. They're the common guy, the common girl. And the protesters, you know what they are? They're bad people. They're bad people. They're bad people ruining America. And look at them out there. Look at them out there, Act how they act. And he's not using politically correct language to describe them. They're a bunch of idiots. They're a bunch of punks. They're a bunch of losers. Haven't all of us wanted to say that to the people in Baltimore? Now, I said it. I, you listen to my shows when I talked about uh, Baltimore, the Baltimore uh, riots and all this stuff. I, I, I did. If, you, if you're listening to the show now and you didn't listen then, go back into the archive, the ninjapastor.com or drshawngreener.com. Go there and you go to the, 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 you know, you can listen to all the shows. You go there and look where I'm talking about that. I was saying it back then. Listen, folks, I call it the way it is. These are criminals. They need to be called for what they are. They're not angry about, they're not frustrated. No. But here you go, you got a, a billionaire. Now, we don't know how many billions he has because he, you know, values on it, he says, on emotion, based on his emotion. And a lot of it's on licensing of his name. He does, own, he does own a lot of companies, and he does own interest in a lot of companies. But he's also, he gets a lot of money for licensing his name, registered trademark, all these different things. But he is a billionaire. We know this for sure. He lives very well. We know this for sure. And he's calling out these people for what they are. He's calling out these people for who they are. They're ruining America and they're worthless scum. Get them out of here. Now, he had to cancel for the safety of others. Now, that's unfortunate, but look at all the press he got. His income this year, uh, Jerry was kind enough to turn me on to his book, Critical. Um, was it Critical, Critical America? Critical, I can't remember what it is, but I read it. Um, whew, wow. You want specifics, that's where you're going to find it. His income this year is roughly $50 million a month. Pretty good. Crippled America. That's more money than I make, just so you know. How come, oh, Steve, you just, you just stole my thunder. How come we know the names of the authors who shoot the criminals and ruin their lives and careers of the, of the police officers but we don't know who assassinated Lavoie Finnegan. Man, I'm telling you what. I'm going to talk about that in a minute if I hurry. i got to hurry to get to that. So here's a billionaire. $50 million a month this guy makes. $50 million a month. Not bad if, not bad work if you can get it. But he's viewed as the common guy. The protesters now, they're exposing themselves as ruining. The, they're thugs. They're worthless pieces of crap. And we all want to say that. Now, I have to ask you, why are we surprised at what the left and these shaky folks on the right do. Because there are some people on the right that are very shaky. I, I, I don't trust some of them. I don't trust some of them. You remember the story of the scorpion and the frog. See, here's what happens. The scorpion asks the frog to carry it across the river. Right? Scorpion asks the frog, Hey, man, can you carry me across this river? And the frog goes, you know, because let's be honest. The scorpion has a tail that stings him. The frog's a frog. frog hesitates. 
rightly so, because he's afraid of being stung. But the scorpion argues, hey, look, if you, I'm not going to hurt you. You know why? Because look, man, we get part of the way across that river. Ding you, guess what? We're both going to drown. Well, the frog says, wait, that makes sense. So the frog agrees. I'll carry you across. I can swim. No problem. (laughs) Halfway across. Halfway across the river, the scorpion does indeed sting the frog. The frog's in the process of dying and the scorpion's process of drowning. The frog says, why, man, why? Why did you do this to me? How come you stung me? You told me you wouldn't do it. You assured me. You said, man, I'm not going to sting you. I'll die. I'm not going to sting you. We're in partnership here. But the scorpion stings him. And this is what the scorpion says. Hey, man. Sorry, dude. I have a fundamentally vicious nature. I do what scorpions do. Scorpions sting, man. That's what we do. Yeah, I know I was going to die. But that's what I had to do. It's not my fault, man. It is that of my nature. It's a constitutional habit that I have. I can't change. This is who and what I am. This is what I'm driven by. I sting. I'm a scorpion, and I sting. So you you ask yourself, you go back and you look at Muslims, you look at ISIS, you look at uh, Islam. And I don't say some of Islam, I say all of Islam. All of Islam. I don't trust a bit of it. And you say, why? Why would they do it? Why would they come here? Why would the president, Barack Hussein Obama, why would he say he wants to fundamentally transform America? Why does he want to? Why is he ushering all these bad people, these 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 uh, illegal aliens? Why is he bringing all these air quotes refugees that we know are terrorists? Why is he doing it? Doesn't he know? Man, he must be stupid. Why is he shrinking our military at a time when the, the very worst thing you can do is shrink our military? We're in the greatest risk of all time in all of history. He took an oath. To support and defend from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Why would he do it? Why would he do it? Doesn't he know that it'll ruin the country? Doesn't he know that the great thing that gives him this huge presidential salary is going to give him what they're estimating, an average of $250,000 a speech every time he gives a speech after he's president? And a pension of over $400,000 a year for the rest of his life? Secret service detail for the rest of his life? Travel allocation? Mail allocation? Communications allocation. It's not just 400000 man. It's a huge thing. It's silly that we do it. Now, should we protect our ex-presidents? You better believe we should. I want them to be able to say and do whatever it is they feel right about saying and doing. But this guy, man, has wasted money. Why do they do it, you say? Why do these, why do these Muslims, when they know they're going to die, why do so many of them go in 
uh, wearing these bomb vests, these murder vests, kill themselves, kill everybody else. They drive these motorcycles all covered with, with explosives, these cars. Why do they drive into these crowds? They know they're going to be shot. Why do they do it? Because they're scorpions. That's what scorpions do, folks. You need to understand. This is, this is what they are. It is, it is in their constitution to do this. We can't do a different thing because that's not what they are. They can pretend because, you know, it's it's in their makeup to be a liar. Takia, they're going to lie for the advancement of Islam. And they'll lie as long as they have to. The president will lie. Other Muslims will lie. Leftists will lie. People in Chicago will lie. They'll do all these things. They'll do things that obviously harm the country. They don't care why they do it because they're scorpions. That's what they do. Well, we're running out of time here. I want to get to this. Lavoie Finnicum's widow, Jeanette Finnicum, friend of mine on Facebook, very nice lady, very super sweet lady. She announced this week that she would be pursuing a wrongful death lawsuit against officials in Oregon. Her husband, Mr. Lavoie Finnicum, he was murdered, murdered on January. By the way, this is an article by Tim Brown, March 12, 2016. You can Google it. So he was murdered on January 26, 2016, in an ambush orchestrated by the Oregon State Police and the FBI. Now, the Oregon State Police currently are attributed with the fatal shots of killing him. Mrs. Jeanette Finnicum, she says, my family and I reject the biased, whitewashed findings and conclusion reported yesterday. Ms. Finnicum told the media at a press conference at the Washington County Building in St. George, Utah on Wednesday. I think it's St. George, Utah. I think it's where it was. Maybe it was uh, Oregon. I'm not sure exactly. St. George. There's a St. George, Utah. I don't know which one. I'll find out which one. According to the autopsy report of Lavoie Finnicum, which was conducted by Clifford C. Nelson, M.D., Finnicum was shot multiple times in the back. And we know from the video that was taken from Shauna Cox's cell phone that I've seen the raw video, not what's out there, but the raw video, and it's compelling, that more shots were fired than just those that struck Lavoie Finnicum. In fact, FBI agents are under investigation for at least two of the rounds that they fired. Lavoie Finnegan was shot through the shoulder in the back, through the back into his chest, and through the back into his abdomen. Though he was dead, according to the autopsy report, those on the scene decided to handcuff him with his hands behind his back. Now, may I say this? He was also shot in the face. This uh there was a, a closed casket because he was shot in the face. They walked up to him and they shot him in the face. He was already dead. But the handcuffing him thing, from a law enforcement standpoint, that's what you do. doesn't matter if they're dead. doesn't matter if they're not moving, any of that stuff. That's what they do. You're trained to do that as soon as you shoot the person. But it was 10 minutes. 10 minutes. They gave him no medical attention. Didn't check on him. They knew he was obviously dead. Now, the FBI and the Oregon State Police claimed that the shooting was justified, even though no lives were in danger but Finnicum's and those in his vehicle. Yet, Mrs. Jeanette Finnicum claims that she and her attorneys have evidence that the roadblock was a setup, or as eyewitness Victoria Sharp says, which we're working on getting her on the show, an ambush. 
I believe, my family believes, my lawyers believe that this evidence will shock the conscience, she said. Mrs. Finnicum also claims that the video produced by the Department of Justice was selectively and aggressively edited and that the uncut version, which I've seen, shows her husband with his hands up and walking away from his vehicle, which it absolutely does. A man to the right of the video obviously fired some projectile at him. Immediately, he leaned over to his left hip area where it appeared some projectile hit him. She also said that investigators left her husband in the snow for upwards of 10 minutes without any type of medical attention because they knew they had killed him. Now, the U.S. attorney for the district, it was Utah. U.S. attorney for the District of Utah seems most concerned over a potential cover-up with the FBI. The greater concern, though, is why would an individual lie about firing their weapon? And then, did others know and they are covering for him? This is Tolman. He's the U.S. Uh, attorney for the District of of. Uh, Utah. I agree. Why Why was there a cover-up, not only by the FBI agent that fired his weapon, but apparently four others who were covering for him? Not only these agents, but it appears that Greg Bretzing, special agent in charge of the FBI in Portland, said the question – now, he's a special agent in charge of the FBI in Portland, Oregon – said the question of who fired these shots has not been resolved. Does that not also sound like a cover-up? How can you know that two rounds, at least two rounds, were fired by one of your agents, one or more of your agents, but you don't know who that agent is? Tim Brown's article goes on to say something is rotten in Denmark, for sure, surrounding this entire thing. And Mrs. Finnicum told, and her attorneys, they not only have evidence of wrongdoing, but it appears that over 600 emails and text messages that surround and involve Oregon Governor Kate Brown, as well as everything that took place from December 29, 2015, till the standoff ended, might need some explaining as well. Why do they say that? On Thursday, the Central Oregon Major Incident Team released 360 pages of documents, including the autopsy and interviews with the Oregon State Police officers concerning Oregon State Police officers concerning the traffic stop. Now, it wasn't a traffic stop. It was a murder. It was set up to take him out. And I'm telling you, you got to watch that video. you got to watch the whole thing. Shauna Cox's cell phone video. You've got go to my website. Go to, um, go to uh, theninjapastor.com. Go to the article. You'll see it's titled there in the blog section. Go down, and I've got links to all of it. You've got to – the, the Shoot County Sheriff's Office – um, says they're going to release more documents. So, so I brought up the the um, the scorpion and the frog. And look, I know, I I absolutely know the type of people that we are. We want to look at, we want to look at other people, and we want to. We want to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because we're good people. We want to we want to give them the benefit of the doubt. We want to we want to be good people. We don't want to just throw people out. We don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? If 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 a immigrant has if they come into this country legally and they have something good to say and and something good to do and they have they can they can give us. We want them to come because you've got something to give. But here's the thing, you know, you can you can have a lot of issue. You can take issue with um, 
with what Donald Trump said. You can. You can take issue with that. You know, about uh, stopping the, the Muslim influx into this country. You you can take issue if you want to. I don't take issue with it. I, I, I've said I did a whole show on it. I agree with it. I agree with it. Shut them down. I think, you know, we don't have enough agents to put an eye on every single Muslim in this country. I don't trust any of them. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't trust any of them. I know some that are very nice. They're very friendly. But I don't trust them. Because by the very nature of their religious, political, and military ideology... They're against, they're at enmity with everything that we are in America. You say, why would they want to come here if they want to change it? Why would they want to do that? If you want to believe that they are such um, targets, if you want to really believe that, if that's something you really believe when they start whining about, you know, oh, I'm a, there's a lot of Muslim blowback, it's not right, it's unfair, it's mean, they're treating us wrong. You really want to believe that? Because if that was true, it's just like the blacks that say they're afraid every day when they walk on the streets of their city. And they say, we're afraid of white cops. If that was true, folks, they wouldn't say the things that they do. They wouldn't do the things they do. If it was true, they'd be, they would shut up. They wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't go on the streets. Not only do they go on the streets, but they encourage the cops to shoot them. They encourage the cops. But this Lavoie Finical, man, this is a different deal altogether. This is different. This this guy, you watch the tape, man. You, if you're not mad after listening to that, uh, by the way, uh, in the, when I in it, you listen to that interview too. Ed Snipes, exclusive interview with Ed Snipes. He was in the convoy that Lavoy Finnegan was in. He was in I was like three vehicles, I think, three or three or four vehicles, and you know he he everything was clarified by this video. Look, folks. You say, man, I can't believe the government would ever do this. Yeah, they would. There are bad people in the government. The whole government's not bad, but bad people in the government. Why would they do it? Man, that would be bad. They they hurt their own cause. Really? Because they're scorpions. And scorpions do what? They sting. My buddy Steve said there was a, a Cleveland shooting a couple years ago. There was 150 rounds fired. And you know what? By the end of the investigation, they knew exactly who fired each one. And that's East Cleveland. That's not the federal government. That's East Cleveland, folks. I said this before. I'll say it again. I said it right in my blog. Go to the ninjapastor.com, go to the blog section, and you'll see it. If there were a 1,000 patriots with Mr. Lavoy Finnegan that night, this would have never happened. I'm here to tell you, folks, you better stand up. You better stand up. Stop being afraid. As much as I'm not for the, the style of Donald Trump, and as much as I am for Ted Cruz, I have a great deal of respect for the guy. Uh, I'm here to tell you, you know, there's some good stuff happening, too, because people aren't calling it as it is. They're afraid to call it as it is. And here in America, we got to get over that. We have got to get over that. Because the Bureau of Land Management and Fish and Wildlife Service, they're stealing land from people. 
Why would they do that? Wouldn't that be a back, you know, wouldn't that backfire on them? Wouldn't that cause backlash? They don't care. They don't care because they're scorpions. There's bad people in every everywhere you are, there's bad people. Somewhere in that organization there's bad people. Doesn't mean the organization is bad. But I think we should get rid of the Bureau of Land Management. We should get rid of Department of Energy. We should get rid of Department of Education. We should get rid of Fish and Wildlife Service. We should get rid of all that. The EPA, the IRS, get rid of all of it. But listen, folks, you've got to be willing to call a scorpion a scorpion. You better not wander too close to that stinger. You know, the way you protect yourself from a scorpion is you cut the stinger off by cutting the scorpion in half. I'm not advocating, advocating violence unless they want to raise violence against us. We need to be there. We need to stop being afraid to use words and call it like it is. The left doesn't have this problem, but we do. And we've got to stop being the frog. We've got to stop looking at the scorpion like there's some sort of anomaly. They can't possibly be what we're what we think inside our heart they must be. Can't possibly be that. We've got to stop doing it, folks. It's idiotic. These are barefoot in the snow days, and we are in serious trouble. Serious trouble. Listen to my message from last night. The ninjapastor.com is posted there. The links are all there. Uh, what to do when you just don't know what to do. If you're having trouble deciding who you're going to vote for, it's not a political message, but it will help you make the decision. I'd encourage you to listen to it. Share it with all your friends. Share the ninjapastor.com with all your friends. And if you have the ability to do it and you care about what we do and you want to participate, there's a donate button there at the ninjapastor.com. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you for inviting me into your home. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight. <laughs>